Hello, and welcome back to the Three Got Game Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan, and I got my other two co-hosts on the other side of the screen, G, John, or Matt. Matt, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Uh, Red Sox are looking very good so far. They are up 2-1 this into that, but um, yeah, unfortunately, my Patriots didn't look good, and um, I'm happy for you, G, that your Packers won, and I'm happy for, sure. for you, Ryan, just didn't lose, so... <laughs> <laughs> That's always good. So there we go. Uh, <laughs> G, how are you doing tonight? Uh, I'm battling a cold slash sinus infection. Couldn't miss the podcast, though. I'm feeling pretty, like, shitty. I'm not going to lie. It's been the last rough couple nights. But happy about the Packers uh, winning. Um, Rogers a little arrogant, you know, with the I still own you. I, I don't know how much if I like it or hate it, but it seemed authentic. And, uh, Matt, I don't even know how I feel about you guys. Like, you lost. We'll go more. We'll go more into it. We'll yeah. go yeah. more into it. Yeah, I, I, I don't want you to feel too bad, but you guys have two almost losses to good teams, so you know, moral victories, baby. <laughs> yeah, they're cl- they're close yeah. ones. They're close ones. Yeah, okay. uh, yeah. I'm happy to be here tonight talking about sports with you guys. So let's just let's just hop into it. Um, yeah. So we start off with football. Uh, we talk about you know our last couple games uh, for our teams, but my team didn't play this week. The Jets they had a bye week. Thank God. Congrats <laughs> on not losing. We'll into, <laughs> Can't lose. We'll, we'll hop into the uh, the Dallas Patriots game, Matt. What do you think? That was a good game. I mean, for for NFL fans in general, it was a great game. For Patriots fan, it was not. But that's not the point. Um, so my thoughts on it. So pretty much, Mike McCarthy had three big time coaching errors. The Cowboys had 10 penalties for over 120 yards. The running game couldn't do much. I mean, they did okay. They had 122 yards, but they didn't average that much per carry. And we still found a way to lose. Like, it just shows that the Patriots, they're just not a good team. Like, you can say whatever you want about, about Mac developing or the defense looking good and all that. The team as a whole is not good. And I do got to give – and before I bash on my Patriots, I do got to give credit to Dak. Like, he played phenomenal. He had 445 passing yards, three touchdowns. Uh, he could have had more if he didn't make those mental mistakes where he threw uh, an interception in his own goal line and then fumbled it on a quarterback sneak. But other than that, like, he was phenomenal. He made huge plays – plays at the end of the fourth quarter for a field goal and then again in overtime to secure the victory. But on to my Patriots. Like on the first possession, like Mike McCarthy, I don't know for what reason, decided <laughs> to go for it on fourth down in our in our territory <laughs> and didn't convert. That led us to an easy touchdown. And then uh and then the running game, like they they were good. Like Damien Harris had 101 yards, a touchdown. Stevenson looked pretty good. He had, he had a couple of carries for for a touchdown. But uh but our big issue is the receiving court. Nelson Aguilar had a big drop in overtime. Like like our leading receiver was Kendrick Bourne, who had one reception for 75 yards, which was that touchdown in the fourth quarter. And my big thing is like, and it's an issue that, that I've been talking about all year. Like, are they going to let Mac develop? Like, I feel like he's shaky 
with his throwing because they're like putting pressure on him to, to like be absolutely perfect, especially as a rookie. Like you can't you can't do that. Like you gotta you gotta let him develop and gain gain confidence as the season goes on. Like they're expecting him to be like perfect, and he's not he's not Tom Brady. Like like we get that through. Like he is not Tom Brady. Like he's he's gonna have he's gonna develop in a different way. And I don't know if what the Patriots are doing right now is the correct way to go, but but so far it's not looking too great. But I want to uh, jump in. Yeah. yeah, sorry, man. I want to jump in. I want to touch on that point you made about uh, Mac not being Brady, and that is 100% obviously correct. Mac is not Tom Brady. He should never be. It's unfair to put that kind of pressure on him. To, you know, you know, to try to develop him the same way he developed uh, Brady. Uh, you know, the goat. I don't know if Belichick, like low key, is just up with the times, like. He's almost like developing Mac the same way he developed Brady in like the early 2000s, and it's a different league. Like you, you can't rely on defense in the run game anymore in a pass-heavy quarterback-driven league. You know, back in like the early 2000s, the late 90s, like it was about handing the ball off and playing defense. Now you have all these rules. You, if you don't have a quarterback, you're cooked. It doesn't matter how good your possibly can be or how good anything is. I mean, you, I. I, I saw flashes of letting him throw it down the field, but they got to really let that playbook go. Let him make his mistakes. You know, like like Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence, let him make those mistakes because that's the only way he's going to grow. And to be honest, I've ever seen. Dallas thoroughly, like, outplayed you. You know, if you look uh, at yeah, the they, yard. They totally outplayed. It's just their stupid mistakes in the yeah. goal line that uh, Mike McCarthy be a lot closer. And then Mike McCarthy, too, yeah. Single-handedly kept them in the game. He had, and I don't know, it seems like once, at least every week, at least once, he makes a ridiculous coaching error that, like, can cost his team. But his players are bailing him out. Dad, oh, yeah. I mean, let's think of it this way. Imagine, right, he kicked about the fourth and one he went for. You know, there's that's not a time to be aggressive. You're not going against Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady on the other side or Wilson, you know, any of those quarterbacks. You're going against a rookie quarterback who hasn't in an offense that hasn't really shown like they've done much. No offense, Mac. So, like, why take the risk yeah, of not getting? Yeah, why not punt the ball, pin them inside the twenty, and make them go to length and field? But you get, you get, he gave you guys confidence early. You short field, and to your credit, you converted, and it kind of sprung board you your first couple of drives. Then you guys did your usual stalling out kind of thing, like you do most of the game. And then the fourth and one with Zerline, you, you take that field goal. Now he's now he's like shook from not going for it, but like if you oh, get actually, that, actually, sorry, four coaching mistakes. I I forgot about that. The, that, the uh, field goal, third line, yeah, sink, yeah. I, I mean, he, you you they were rolling and just like getting their way with you guys. That's the time to go for it there because if you get it, then you get closer and you end the game right there. He decides on fourth and like basically inches to kick like a fifty something yard field goal, miss it. And Mac Jones, low key, bailed you, got, bailed him out, or Trevon Diggs with the pick six, and then you know, third and twenty-five, to CD, because if the Patriots, you know, stop that, basically the game's over, and then everyone's looking at Mike McCarthy, but nobody can say anything about Mike McCarthy because it's week after week, but they outgained you guys in yards, you know, every category, and they still almost like lost the yeah. game, so yeah. you know. 
do you have something to say before uh, I go back? Yeah, no. Um, you know, I, I was looking. Oh, uh, well, I have two points to make, but we'll go with uh, this one recent, like you were talking about, Mike McCarthy. Um, so, like, you know, I was listening to uh, the herd or Colin today, and he was uh, saying something about Mike McCarthy. He used to be with uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, <laughs> and how the last three seasons with Rodgers, he went twenty-one and twenty-two. The first, oh. the, these last two seasons with uh, Matt Lafleur, uh, he's been what twenty-seven and seven or twenty-seven. I think it's thirty-one and seven. Yeah, so with Matt Lafleur, thirty-two and seven, counting the counting I mean, the season so far. Yeah. What does I mean? Like he was saying, what does <clears throat> McCarthy do? He's just uh, he he's not really in, in charge of the offense. Yeah. Not really in charge of special teams or or defense. I mean, he's just making bonehead calls, trying to go on fourth down. You know, I don't know. Uh, yeah, and to bring coach. that and to uh, point out that he's pretty much Jerry Jones' puppet. Yeah. Like he's true, he's going to be one of those guys that does everything Jerry says because you know Jerry's not going to hire a guy like Belichick or Tomlin because they're going to want to do their own thing and yeah. not and not do what Jerry says. Yeah. Like that's what Jerry wants. He wants to have somebody like who will follow his orders pretty much. That's true. But that's true. but yeah, so some of the other mistakes McCarthy made like. Before that fourth down fumble, when Dak Prescott sneaked, like I think they scored a touchdown 100%. on that third down, but 100%. for some reason he decided to rush, rush the offense to, <laughs> to line up and go for it on fourth down instead of mm. instead of waiting it out and Agreed. maybe throwing a challenge challenge flag because he was so obviously across. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then and the other part was time management. Like, gee, does, did he do that in Green Bay all the time with the time management? He was the he, field goal with thirty seconds left instead of bringing the clock all the way down. Like, he he did. What the he hell? did. He did a lot. Um, he was good early, but like, you know, like after like a couple of years, you just like Aaron Rodgers kind of masked how like poor some of his coaching decisions make. Just like some like you know Dallas players are doing now. I mean, you look at yeah. the Chargers game. Are kind of bailing them out. We started doing yeah. that after a while, so people are starting to see it because Dallas is more of a, you know, branded team, and now everyone's like, "Wow, Mike McCarthy's not great." And I don't want to bash him; I just think the times have passed him. And I saw this his last, like, not even you said three years, right? Since since twenty fourteen, he's never been the same. He botched the yeah. NFC Championship game. I know everyone talks about Bostic and everything like that, and Rodgers played poorly in the defense, made so many yeah, mistakes. But- Management that game was absolutely poor, and I and from then 2014 on, it was straight downhill. Yeah. I mean, straight downhill. So I just think he's a coach that the times have passed him. And then, uh, sorry, my second point, uh, you know, when we we're talking about you got talking about Mac <clears throat> Jones, you know, trying to find, uh, you know, if he's Tom Brady or not. We're not, you know, I think he's also trying to find his identity of what type of passer he is. Is he a game manager? Can he stretch the ball downfield? Is he just like the person that can complete the high percentage? But like you said, the Patriots need to start finding that out. They can't just uh, shelter him throughout the whole entire year. He needs to start make, taking chances and, and start figuring out, like, what can we work with for the rest of the season or until next year, you know? Yeah. yeah. And my, my, I also want to say, like, with Mac Jones, like, and, and the coach and, like, holding him back a little bit, like, I think part of it's because the Patriots O-line is bad, especially the right side with no <clears throat> tramp out. It's bad. And look at is, the receiver. Is he coming court. back? He's on is, IR now, so. Oh, jeez, man. 
Yeah, so we, I don't know when the hell, heck he's going to come back. But And then look at his receiving court, too. And, gee, we texted on, on Sunday after a game. We're just like, look how much look how much the Buccaneers are paying for their pass catchers compared to what the <laughs> Patriots are paying for their pass catchers. Like, I think a combined of Gronk, O.J. Howard, and Cameron A-B, Green. Are, and A.B. Well, no, I'm talking tight ends. I'm talking tight oh, ends. Oh, tight ends? Yeah. 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 And then combine their salaries to Hunter Henry and John o. Smith. Like, I think they're making three times less than yeah, I both it. of those guys. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I, so I think so. I think that's another issue, too, is Bill does not do a good job shopping for groceries, especially at their sitting positions, whether it's through the draft, a.k.a. Nikhil Harry, or signing the guys like I don't understand why he signed Nelson Aguilar, who's literally got nothing all year. I remember Kendrick texting you Bourne. when that happened, and I was like, "Why'd you sign him for thirteen mil?" And you were like, "I don't know." <laughs> I just yeah, no, that was I, was, I was pissed. I was pissed yeah. when they signed him for that much, and now and I was okay with the tight end signs, but I thought yeah. he overpaid for them. Like yeah. they're, they're being paid like they're both top five paid tight ends in the league, yeah. and they're not. And right now they're not even top ten, maybe not even top fifteen in the league. Like yeah. that's for what their their production is. And then Kendrick Bourne, like he's not getting paid too much, but he's still getting paid more than uh, Antonio Brown, which is saying something. And then yep. and their number one receiver is an undrafted guy <clears throat> who's getting paid less than a million a year, Jacoby Myers. So who's their best receiver to me? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Their number one receiver. So. So yeah, that's that's pretty much my take on the Patriots. Like it was an unfortunate loss, but yeah, I'd go on to the Jets. I usually would say that'd be a gimme victory, but and, and, I don't know. and, re- we'll see. and real and real quick, Nick writes us something interesting today. You guys play the Jets next week. We kind of figured but he said, I want to see Mac make mistakes, push it downfield. Even if you lose, just let him develop. Because we all yeah. know you can hide him and beat the Jets. No offense. It's time to let this kid throw the ball. Yeah. Let's see what he has. All right. Uh, Moving on. Let's go to the second game, uh, the Packers and the Bears. He owns the Bears. (laughs) Still (laughs) owns them. All his life, he owns them. Damn, dude. My Lord. Tell him. I mean, is is he wrong? No. Is he a uh, you-know-what? Like an a-hole for saying it? Yeah, you don't have to say it, man. I'm going to give a shout um, to the defense and the running game. Um, great quarterbacks know what's needed of them. Needed of them every um, every game. What kind of game they're going to be in. If they're going to need to put up points, if they're going to need it. And that's, that's what makes Brady so great, especially. Brady knows when he needs to press the issue, you know, a little bit. Or when he needs to be, like, more conservative. If you look at... Super Bowls and some of his trends, like the third against the Rams. Why I'm saying this is because this stat sheet didn't look all that impressive. I think he only threw the ball like 22, 23 times for like a buck 90 and two touchdowns. And touchdown. He was efficient. And everyone was kind of going to be like, oh, you know, he really didn't like light up the score sheet. So what? You know what I mean? I, you know, I'm not going to say he played fantastic, but I thought he did what needed to be required. Kind of seeing that the Bears' offense is in shambles right now, even though the Packers' defense is absolutely shot. But our defense, credit to them, you know, outplayed the Bears' offense. And Justin Fields, as a rookie, you know, made some mistakes. Uh, 
Allen Robinson one time wide open over the middle for an easy touchdown. Just didn't see him. Um, you know, um, the Packers defense, I think the red zone were all time bad. I think 16 straight trips and opponents got into our red zone. They scored a touchdown. I think that's like historically bad. So that's one thing that needs to get cleaned up. And I thought the defense played well. I thought Rodgers managed the game well. He didn't force the issue. He took what he, he took what the defense gave him in the short and intermediate game. Took a couple shots, like that one to Devontae when they finally like gave him a, the uh, chance to throw it. And uh, they played well. You know, there's not really much to talk about. You know, it was a good team win. Um, I'm proud of the team with all the injuries that keep adding up. I think Darnell Savage left with a concussion. I mean, we're down our safety. You know, we still have our outside, our top pass rusher out, our top corner out. Top, uh, like, two, three linemen still missing, you know, especially our left tackle, our all pro, our pro bowl guard just came back. So, to be five and one with all these injuries, and it's been great. Um, he still owns them, though. I mean, what can I say? Hey, you guys, hey, you guys still have Kevin King, right? Yeah, he didn't play, <laughs> he didn't play, he was hurt. I didn't even and know I was that. Like, and I was like, you know, um, Get well soon, buddy, but I wasn't too upset about that. <laughs> Need him back soon. Yeah, yeah, those yeah. Hail Marys. Yeah, okay, dude, whatever. You going to do this to me every yeah. week? Is that what we're doing? <laughs> yeah, of course I am. Uh, a good friend. Man, what'd you guys right. think, though? Um, oh, No, it's a solid win. I just, yeah, like you said, the Bears are in shambles. I mean, you're going out to get Andy Dalton. You bring in a rookie quarterback. They would draft him 12th or, you know. They trade up to get him, I think. Yeah. Yep. I, like, I, can't, I can't remember what pick. What, but yeah. what are you doing? I mean, what are you doing? I mean, <coughs> we, we know that Nag's not going to stay there next year, so he's out. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and they're going to have to rebuild next year. So, um, you know, I, I don't know what they're trying to accomplish. Uh, the Packers, uh, they look solid. I mean, I think more that Rodgers was in the moment when he scored the TD. I don't think he, like – he probably meant to say it, but I think he was just like <laughs> excited, you know. I think he wants to get back to the playoffs. He said he, he, he said he blacked out. Like that's probably what he said. He was so being in the moment is probably the yeah. correct <clears throat> way probably. of saying it. Yeah. So, but good for the Packers. Hope they uh, keep succeeding. Matt, what do you think? Uh, I'll make this short and sweet. Um, I'm not going to read too much into it because the Bears are just horrible. Yeah. Like, they, it's a win that the Packers should have. Rodgers played well. He obviously didn't put up great stats, but he did what he needed to do to win the game. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, I think I think that moment where he said, I don't need the Bears fans, that was pretty funny. But, but yeah, good win by the Packers. Like, every win matters in the NFL. So, so yeah, great quarterbacks. See what they do. Great quarterbacks yeah. do what's needed to do, whether they need to throw exactly. 40 times yeah, no, I or agree. 20 times. So, you know, I'll give them that. They're going to do what the defense gives them. Like, yep. Aaron Rodgers did just that. Yep. All right. Uh, moving on. <clears throat> um, you know, this past weekend, we had some really good games. So, what game caught your eye? Uh, we'll start with uh, we'll start with G first. Uh, for me, man, Bills-Titans. I mean, what a game that is. Guys, can I say this real quick? All these Sunday and Monday night games have been off the hook, man. I hope I don't jinx them, knock on wood. But, man, these games have been amazing. And this one, down to the wire. Uh, Josh Allen definitely slipped on that quarterback sneak. Um, it's a shame. And, you know, everyone's questioning the call. I 100% agree to go for it. I mean, you kick the field goal and what? You rely on a coin flip? 
you know, to put the ball in your best player's hands, let him go make a play. You know, Josh Allen is a top five quarterback, at least. Uh, dude's phenomenal. So, you know, I don't question the decision at all. Um, Derrick Henry's a beast. I mean, the, put him in the MVP conversation. I don't care. I think he has like almost 800 yards rushing this year. It's insane. We're like seven weeks in. Dude's got yeah. 10 touchdowns. Like, everyone's talking about the quarterbacks. Put this man in the conversation. Dude's absolutely amazing. Um, Titans, man. I mean, they proved something to me. I, I thought they were like a solid team, but like I thought the Bills were like an elite team. And, you know, to go and beat Buffalo, like really shows like they're serious and they're a team to be reckoned with when it comes to playoff time. Like you got to really bring your A game when you're playing Tennessee. And, you know, shout out to, you know, Derrick Henry. Shout out to the Titans defense for making a stand. Josh Allen, even though he didn't get the quarterbacks, he played well. Um, Shout out to my fantasy team losing three straight uh, games in Monday Night Football in my one league. You know, really appreciate that. Thank you, fantasy team. Um, but other than that, you know, what a game, man. What a game. A lot of good back and forth action. And uh, I can't wait to see what these two teams have in the future. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Matt, what was your uh, game that caught your eye last week? Yeah, so the game that caught my eye, I actually woke up in the morning to watch this, the Miami Dolphins and the Jacksonville Jaguars in uh, in London. Uh, I thought I thought Trevor Lawrence showed up. Like, he had 319 passing yards, one touchdown. He had a couple rushes. Uh, and, and I'm pretty sure Urban Meyer had a lot of fun after the game getting his first victory going to – Going to clubs with a couple twenty year olds, maybe, but that's not the point. But um, anyways, anyways, it was a good. Game. It came down to a wire. <clears throat> I did not think uh, think Jacksonville was going to be able to get a field goal at the end because they had down in and getting field goal range to to win it. And and yeah, I was impressed with that Trevor Lawrence was able to do that. And I think that's a big uh. Big confidence booster for him because I think Miami. I mean, I don't think their defense is great, but they're very good, and I think Trevor Lawrence did extremely well against that defense. So, so it'll be interesting to see how he does moving forward. But I think this is a good stepping stone for him. And uh, and as for <laughs> Urban Meyer, like congrats on your first victory. Hopefully, that can somewhat overshadow your incident at Ohio State. It won't. <laughs> Happy for the team. Yeah, I said somewhat. I didn't say all the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, and then my game that caught my eye this week was the uh, the Raiders and the Broncos. Um, big division game. You know, I, I mentioned it last week. Uh, Raiders, you know, they lost John Gruden. He resigned. So it was uh, a lot of question marks going to this game. Uh, but, you know, Derek Hart joked big. Uh, he, you know, he – Completed 18 27, 341, two touchdowns. He was, each completion was 19 yards of completion. That's insane. Um, but good for him, good for the Raiders organization. Um, you know, it's, it, it's exciting to see like someone other than the Chiefs winning that, you know, division. I'm not, I feel bad for the Chiefs, but, you know, it's something new, it's something different, I don't. which I like to see. Um, but yeah, it was a, uh, a, a I heard it was a really good game. I didn't get to catch it, but like, but by looking at the stats, you know, the Raiders had a really good game. Broncos struggled. Teddy Bridgewater did okay. He just had those three picks. Um, but other than that, um, 
it's going to be an interesting uh, battle in the AFC West. You know, we'll see who comes out on top. <clears throat> All right, moving on. Um, what's our games? Uh, that, what's the most intriguing game for next week? Uh, Matt, we'll start with you. Yes, I'm going to go with the Giants and Panthers. I think there are two teams that are really on the on a downward trend right now. Uh, those two quarterbacks, you could argue they might be two of the bottom five quarterbacks in the league. Starting, so, you mean, right? <clears throat> yeah, starter right now, right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's starting right now. And, uh, and it'll, be, it'll be interesting to see who will step up, step up this game. And as the president of the Daniel Jones Hate Club with uh, my associate, G. John, as the vice president. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> like, he did prove me right uh, last week, throwing, causing four turnovers, having three interceptions and a fumble which seems like he's back to his old ways. But, um, but with Carolina, like, they had, a, they had a tough loss against Minnesota. Darnold did not play particularly well, but, but they had a couple of big plays on special teams that kept them in the game. And, uh, and yeah, there's not, there's not too much to say about this game other than which quarterback will step up the most. And, uh, and yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Real quick, I want to touch up uh, one yep. thing I want to make to clear for our listeners. Me and Matt don't root for players to fail, but we do think that Daniel Jones is just not a good quarterback. Like, that's just what it is. Oh, uh, no, no. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> I and a quick shout-out. I want to give this guy some love because nobody talks about him. Kirk Cousins is playing lights-out football right now. Absolutely balling. And what he's been doing, I think, Matt, Ryan, we talked about it, I think even when they were 0-3, the dude was playing spectacular football. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I pointed that out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and he's still playing spectacular football. The rest yeah, of the team's finally catching up to him. He wants he wants to win. He yeah. wants to be in the playoffs. He wants to compete. That's that's the type of player he is. He sees like their record, you know, is misleading too. They lost by their kicker missing against Arizona. You know what yeah, I mean? I know. And they lost in overtime to the Bengals. They're they're. I said even when they're zero and three, and I remember telling my family they laughed at me. They're like, I'm like the Vikings are a good team. Just you wait, man. These guys can play, and um, I'll give credit to Darnold for that last drive to send it to overtime. But otherwise, Matt, you're right. He played absolutely awful, absolutely yeah. awful. And um, I don't know. First three weeks he was good, and now he looks like the Jets. Darnold, sorry, right? Oh, uh, he's finally Donald's playing was. good teams now. So yeah, yeah. that's true. <laughs> yeah, no, so I do want to point out, I know hate is a strong word, but I hate the Giants, and that's why I always crap on their players. So, nah, move on. Listen, they, they oh, beat the Super Bowl twice, I'd hate them too. <laughs> All right, G, what's your most intriguing game for next week? I'm going to go Chiefs-Titans. Um, the Chiefs had a good bounce back win against the football team. Um, Mahomes, it's interesting. He's having a weird year. He threw another terrible interception. I mean, did you guys see that one where he was like kind of yeah, he, just, it was, just bungled yeah, the snap? Kind of threw it up there. Yeah, he, the bungled snap. Instead of just you know taking the sack and kicking the field goal, he's like, hey, I'm just gonna chuck it up somehow. It was just terrible. But and then you see the other pick and Tyreek, you know, dropped it. And I feel like that's like the third time Tyreek's dropped the pass that Mahomes has picked. So like, it's a little bit both ways where Mahomes is just throwing some crazy passes and the receivers aren't really helping out. Chiefs are still turning the ball over at an alarming rate. And I want to see which team is going to win this game because it's really going to tell me, I feel like, the trajectory of how the seasons will go for either team. Chiefs are 3-3. Three and three. 
it's big if they lose this and drop to three and four. I really think that the team should kind of like start really being concerned. Like, okay, what's going on here? Like, we're almost midway through the season and we're under five hundred. And meanwhile, Titans, you know, if they win this game, they're five and two, and then you know, while the Chiefs would be a under five hundred record, they're still looked at as one of the top teams because Mahomes still is widely regarded as the best quarterback in the league by most people, you know, um, and it would be like a legit win for them. So that's kind of what I'm looking at. I'm looking to see if the Chiefs' defense can step up against this uh, offensive arsenal that the Titans have between A.J. Brown, Julio, and Tannehill, assuming Julio's okay to play. I know he got dinged up Monday night. And then if they can hope to slow down Derrick Henry, I won't even use the word stop anymore. Like, you can't stop this guy. Just slow him down, you know, to maybe keep him under, maybe under 100 rushing yards. won't happen, but, you know. And if um, the Chiefs' offense can play a clean football game, you know, no turnovers, no anything, so I want to see what's going to happen because I think the trajectory of the season could really shift for either team depending on the result, you know. Not to say, like, they'll miss the playoffs, but, like, it'll be, like, a definitely boost of confidence to me. If either the Chiefs or the Titans win, then they could really, like, kind of string together some wins and, you know, just take a leap moving forward. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. No, yeah, definitely. Uh, it should be a really interesting game. Uh, and then uh, my most intriguing game this week will be the – Ravens and Bengals. Uh, Bengals four and two. Ravens five and one. Uh, can we stop Lamar? That's the big question. Probably not. He's just been amazing all year. All the haters gotta stop hating. <laughs> um, For real. But also, it's gonna be a really good game because it is a it's a, a division rival. I mean, we know the history of the Bengals and Ravens, the Steelers too. Like, you know, those three teams they're always like they're ready to fight. I mean, fist up, let's go. Um, so it's going to be interesting. They're both – their defenses are both really good. They're both top – I think top five defenses in points per game. Um, it's really going to be interesting to see Joe Burrow, uh, how well he does, you know, with Jamar Chase and how well he does in the offense. Can he uh, bloom? Can he, like, can he win in the big game? Uh, and then we'll see if uh, Lamar can get shut down by the Bengals' uh, defense. Um, but it's going to be a really good matchup. It's going to be a really good division game. I'm excited to see that. I agree. That's another game. If the Bengals can somehow win that game, it'll really like they're, they're, really top, prope- they, they, they're leading the division. Yeah, they, it would propel them. It could possibly yeah. propel them forward. So that's something yeah. that. I wonder who predicted them to lead the division after six weeks. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Uh, moving on from the NFL, uh, you guys want to talk some NBA? Yeah, we'll, we'll jump into the NBA. Baseball first? No, nah, we'll do NBA. We'll do NBA. We'll, do NBA, yeah. NBA. we'll say baseball for last, so yeah. All right. We'll start with you, Matt. Yeah, so, so yeah, right now is, uh, is the first day of, uh, of the NBA right now. The Brooklyn Nets and Milwaukee Bucks are playing. Bucks are up 55-30. <laughs> That's looking like it's going to be a blowout. But, but we are going to our two uh, championship finalists right now. Yep. And, uh, and I am – and this is assuming everybody's healthy. And there's an asterisk next to one of the teams because because the player has a torn percent. So I'm picking the Brooklyn Nets and the L.A. Clippers. 
even without Kyrie for Brooklyn, I just think they're better than everybody else. I mean, you saw in last year's playoffs, like Brooklyn was one game away from being the the champs, Milwaukee Bucks, and and they didn't even have Kyrie and James Harden played with the with a bad hamstring, so he was pretty much non-existent on the court. They were, they were right there with Milwaukee, but assuming they James Harden is healthy and the new additions like Patty Mills and LaMarcus Aldridge coming back like helped them out a little bit. Like I think they'll put the Nets over top, assuming they are stay healthy. And I and I honestly think I know this whole vaccine situation is getting out of hand with, with Kyrie, but, but I believe at some point in the season like before the All-Star break, like he'll come to he'll come to his senses and get vaccinated so he can play in the games. So that's what I believe. And then with the Clippers, like I think they have the team to do it. Like they have Paul George, still have Marcus Morris, Vaka Zubak. Uh and the big the big question is gonna be uh with Kawhi Leonard, like like he has a partial or he's coming back from partially torn ACL. They're saying he's going to be out till, till after the All-Star break. So, assuming he can come back healthy, like I think they're going to be the team to beat in the West. And they really competed with the Phoenix Suns last year in the Western Conference Finals without Kawhi. They won two games, and the other four games they lost, like I think three of them were close. So, so had they had their closer, their star player, like I think the Clippers would have won that series. So... So my predictions, Nets Clippers. All right. And, G, what's your prediction for the NBA Finals? <clears throat> I'm going to go uh, Lakers-Nets. Um, I agree with Matt on the Nets. Um, I think I think they can get there even without Kyrie. I definitely disagree with him and his vaccine thing. I think he's dug in, man. I feel like if he was going to do it, he would have done it by now. I mean, there, I, I do think there's going to be an itch for him to play. But like, Yeah, that's what play. I'm saying. Like, <clears throat> yeah. But to me, if, if he if if he doesn't like All Star breaks a long time away, like the that itch if it doesn't come like within the first month of the season, I think he's just gonna sit out, man. I think it's gonna I think he's gonna take it if he's gonna get the vaccine. It's gonna be earlier. Like it's gonna be like he's gonna get an itch seeing everybody playing, competing, and he's gonna be like, all right, f it, and let me go get this so I can play again. And if he doesn't get it within like the first fifteen twenty games, I don't think he's gonna get it at all. So, but regardless, might be right. <clears throat> regardless, I think the Nets will get there if they're healthy. KD and Harden are healthy. As you pointed out, KD almost single-handedly took him there last year. Game seven, if his toe was size like 35 shoe wasn't on the line, they probably beat Milwaukee. They beat Milwaukee game seven, and it's over. Um, but I'm going to go Lakers because I don't know Kawhi's health, even though Clippers arguably are more well-rounded, arguably. Um, I think the Lakers have a bunch of hungry veterans. You know, between Westbrook and Carmelo that are going to want to prove something that they can be on championship teams. And I think they'll fall into a role and they'll be able to <clears throat> kind of help the Lakers get a high seed and take them to the playoffs. And I think they're going to be monitoring their injuries since they have so much star power. Like if <clears throat> there's some nagging injuries from like AD or LeBron, you know, They'll let him sit because they have Westbrook and Melo. You know, Melo can still score buckets, and Westbrook can still – they can tell him to go solo mode, and he can win some games for them still. And then by the time – as long as they're healthy, they, I think they'll take away uh, – they'll take down the Western Conference. But my pick my pick is going to be the Lakers-Nets. Um, 
you know, it's going to be uh, KD and Harden versus Westbrook, AD and LeBron. It'll be fun. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know much as basketball as you guys do. I know some of it, but uh, I'll give out my prediction. I'm going to go uh, in the east of the Heat and in the west of the, the Heat. The Heat, yeah, the Heat. Um, wow. I feel like, I mean, I have to go somewhere different. I mean, not because, like, like, all right, yeah, you got you got KD, you got Harden, you got Irving. Oh, man, like, you got the greatest super team of all time. Big whoop. It doesn't matter if you have, like, three best superstars. You got to you gotta be able to find and win games. Um, you know, they got injured and played with the injury bug last, last season, at the end of the season, towards the playoffs. It was tough for them. Um, but Milwaukee got it done. They won the championship. History's done. I mean, you got you to gotta find out to win games. Uh, I feel like like the heat, I feel like Jimmy Butler's like hunger to like win is gonna kick the start this team to like go into like beast mode. Um, but it's gonna for them, it's gonna take time to uh, like with any team that you gain players, you're gonna have to take time to get chemistry. And same with the Lakers, you know, it's gonna take a little time um, to get some chemistry. It's not gonna be oh, you know, you know. So, no. um, but I feel like you know something different. Um, you know, a little, little, little uh, history down memory lane. You know, LeBron and the Heat. You know, facing them in the finals would be pretty, pretty interesting. Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna go Heat Lakers. You know, why not for the heck of it? <laughs> and then, um, other than you know, we got football, we got basketball, now we got baseball. Like all three sports going on at the same time. It's crazy. So let's talk about the MLB. We got some best really time of the year, man. October, yeah. man. October Exciting baseball, stuff. baby. Yeah, go ahead, Matt. Take it on you. Yes, so right now we are in the ALCS and NLCS. I'll start out with the NLCS. I am absolutely shocked right now. Uh, I thought the Dodgers were going to run away with it, especially against the Braves, who came out of the National League East, which wasn't a very good division. At all. But right now they're down 2-0. They're playing right now. It's the eighth inning, and the Atlanta Braves are up 5-2. to So there's a chance if this uh, – this keeps going like as is. Dodgers are going to be down three nothing, and only one team has ever come back from uh, from three down, and that was my Red Sox against the Yankees in two thousand four. Mm. Just want to point that out, but um, yeah, but yeah, I'm extremely shocked by that. But um, <clears throat> but yeah, it's looking like right now the Braves have all the momentum. They have they're probably going to be up three nothing, and. If they choke this away, like they're going to be with the Yankees as uh, as a second uh, to lose a three zero lead, and then in the ALCS with uh, with my Red Sox and the Astros, I am I'm pretty surprised by it right now, especially with how the Red Sox offense is going. They hit three grand slams in the past two games, in games two and three, and uh, and I think they tied the record for for the most home runs in the first eight games uh, in the postseason with, with 18 or 19. So they're, they're swinging the bats extremely well. And, uh, and the Red Sox are up 2-1 right now. They are playing up in Boston, which, which at this time of year is cold and windy, and I don't think Houston likes that. I don't think they're used to it. So, so it'll be interesting to see how they do. And uh, right now, it's the bomb to first in the ALCS game four. Red Sox are up two to one. Xander Bogarts just hit a home run. So, 
So yeah, hopefully they just... can keep the keep the batch going. Sheesh. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah it's... you know, I was surprised to see the Red Sox get this far. You know, um, seeming they were like at the end of the season they were almost going to lose it to the Yankees, and then they get it back. I mean, it's it, it'd probably be a really sight to see. The, the they were. Yeah. It took them to the last game of the season to qualify for the dance. You yeah. know, so you know. Yep. And they're here. Um, yep, they are here. And then to, to point that out, like, they were supposed to be in rebuilding mode this year. Like, they were supposed to be an under 500 team. But it's, yeah. just, it's just amazing to see, like, how far they've gone, especially got, with how people thought they were going to do in the beginning of the year. Sorry, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. No, no, and, and that's to your – on my sports bingo card for 2021, I did not have Red Sox-Braves as a possible World Series matchup. Which would be nope. probably the most shocking development in sports this year if I saw that. Yeah. Um, Matt, you pointed out these guys were in rebuilding mode. You just didn't think. And at times, they looked like they were in rebuilding mode, you know, during the season. You know, they were. Yep. it's not like they were, like, bad, bad. But, like, you know, you just were like, oh, they're respectable. They're competing. And they go. And, you know, they started winning, like, winning in stretches. And then, you know, took them to the last game of the season. They qualified. And once you get in, anything can happen. But the Braves, I mean, that's the shocking thing to me. That's huge shot. I can like, all right, whoever wins the Dodgers Giants series is just going to the World Series. Like, write it down, you know. And I'm watching the Braves absolutely decimate uh, the Dodgers. They're looks like they're going to be locked into going up 3 0. I mean, anything can happen. The Dodgers got six more outs to change it. I mean, imagine the Braves sweeping the Dodgers. That Dodgers team is loaded, man. I mean, they brought pretty much damn near everybody back. And then they got Max Serger and Trey Turner and, and, during, yeah, the trade. And during the trade. Yeah, when they got Serger, I was like, oh, well, you know, just mark him down for another <laughs> to repeat. Yeah, right? Yeah, and I was like, what is going on? And they're just getting whipped on by the Atlanta Braves. So, you know, shout out to the Braves, man. I mean, I kind of want to see Braves-Red Sox because it'll be a World Series between two teams who nobody thought would be there. And then you're going to have one surprise team winning it. So like, that would be cool. Yeah. Um, I, I agree yeah, with you, G. I hope that happens. Yeah. yeah. But I know for your boys, that'd be something, but <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I also I want, and, uh, no. and yeah, before we end the podcast, like I do want to give a big shout out to Alex core. Like he, his record is off the, <coughs> is, it's like extremely good for, for the first two years he's been in the playoffs. Like, he's he's a genius when it comes to subbing and when to take pitchers out, especially during the playoffs. Like, he just knows how to get the best of all of his players, it seems like. Yeah, for sure. All right, guys. That's going to do it for tonight. Uh, it's been a pleasure talking sports, all sports with you. Uh, we are available on uh, Apple, Spotify, Google, you know, you name it, we're on it. Thank you for listening. We appreciate it. Please make sure you like and subscribe to the podcast. Uh, we do have an Instagram page. It's at three got game. That's number three got game. Uh, we try to post there. We're going to try to post our NFL predictions for this week. You know, get back on track of doing that. And um, guys, thanks for uh, talking sports with us tonight. Hey, appreciate it, boys. Always a pleasure. Thank you, guys. All right, guys. Have a good night. Later.